Welcome to the Overnight Trainer Podcast, where each week we talk about all things related to the world of learning and development, including facilitation, instructional design, sales enablement, and so much more. I'm your host, Sarah Canistra, and I'm an L&D strategist and career coach, and I'm here to take the guesswork out of becoming an L&D professional and show you how to unlock continued success in your learning and development career. I'm on a mission to quickly develop the next generation of L&D leaders who are looking to create meaningful and engaging learning experiences. So, if you're looking to transition into L&D for the first time, have found yourself accidentally in a training position, or are working up the ranks as an L&D professional already, you've come to the right place. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Overnight Trainer Podcast. I'm so happy you're choosing to be here with me today. And this episode is coming out a little bit later in the day than usual. I'm actually recording this on the day it's coming out. I try to at least do it the day before, if not the week before. Uh, But I think some, I might have mentioned this, I don't even remember. But uh, back in January, actually on my birthday, my partner Brandon and I, we purchased our first home together. So we are new homeowners and we were supposed to move in two Fridays ago and the Thursday before, the day before we were supposed to move in, uh, we went to the new house, dropped some things off and noticed some water on the floor and turned out that we have a huge, 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 huge uh, pipe leak throughout our entire house. So they are ripping up all the floors, all the drywall. Yeah, so it's been pretty crazy the last uh, two weeks. We've been going from Airbnb to Airbnb, and we decided this week to take and make, actually, uh, lemonade out of lemons. So it's obviously a pretty crappy situation to to deal with. We had to put all of our stuff in storage, pack a suitcase, grab our two dogs, and, and hit the road. But we decided to take a week in Lake Travis, which is just north of Austin, and try to take a vacation, (laughs) Uh, just spend some time in nature and by the water. I love being by the water and really just relax a little bit. So yeah, you guys are getting the relaxed version of me today, which is why this is coming out later than normal. But uh, again, making lemonade out of lemons and what what can we do? So we'll have new floors and new walls and all, all of these new things. So I just wanted to give you all a a heads up as to what's happening. So if I've been less active on my LinkedIn or, you know, slower to respond to things, uh, this is why, because life is happening and life happens to all of us. So uh, before we get into today's episode, I did want to talk about a special that I have going on right now uh, to give back to three causes that are very near to my heart. So as you all know, the world is the world right now. And, there is so much going on. And when I was really you know, watching the news last week, you know, my heart just felt so heavy. And I really wanted to be able to do something about three causes that are really near and dear to my heart. So um, I posted about this on LinkedIn. But in 2009, I actually went to Ukraine. And I was there. And it was really the first time I was confronted with a lot of the privilege that I have as being a, you know, white, straight, American, essentially. And I posted the whole story on my LinkedIn, so I won't go into it here. Um, But I really feel that with that privilege that I am hyper aware of now um, comes responsibility to speak out and take action. So 
not only about what's happening in Ukraine, but as many of you know, I am a Texan, a newish Texan, but a Texan. And I'm appalled by what's happening in this state right now, too, with uh, the war, I would say, against our transgender youth, um, as well as in my original home state of Florida with the Don't Say Gay Bill. So starting last week through the end of this week, I dropped the price on my Nail Your Niche workshop course to $99, and I'm donating 100% of the proceeds to three different charities. The first one is Nova Ukraine, who provides humanitarian aid to vulnerable groups and individuals in Ukraine. Uh, The second charity is Transgender Education Network of Texas, who's dedicated to furthering gender diverse um, equality in Texas. And then Equality Florida, who's dedicated to securing full equality for Florida's lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer LGBTQIA plus community. So the Nailing Your Niche workshop that's designed if you are basically if you're looking to figure out what your next role in L&D should be. So whether you're transitioning into the first time, you're trying to think about what your next role should be and you want to develop towards that, this course is for you. It's typically $199. It's five videos, includes a full workbook. Like We're talking lots of pages to work through. And at the end of the course, you will have clarity on what the right role at the right company looks like for you specifically. So if you're struggling with finding your needs, struggling with really trying to figure out what direction you should go in, if you've been told that instructional design is the only thing for you, but you know there's more out there for you, this course is for you. And through the end of this week, which I think the end of this week is March 4th, uh, all proceeds will be going to those three charities and split amongst those three charities. Uh, we're already close to $1,500, which is amazing. Um, and I'd, I'd love to hit $2,500 or $3,000. I don't even know. But, you know, let's let's get that up. And so it really is an opportunity for you to get a really great deal on this course that's typically $199 and knowing that all of your money is going to be donated to those three courses. So you can get all that information if you go to the overnight trainer.thinkific, T-H-I-N-K-I-F-I-C.com. Um, you can also go to my LinkedIn and on my featured section, there is a link for it there as well. On um, the link to the story that I was talking about earlier is there too. So yeah, just want to want to use this platform, use this privilege that I have to give back to you know, three organizations who really need our support right now. All right, so let's get into today's episode, which is all about what I've learned from being on my own in business for one year. Uh, so last week, February 24th, 25th, uh, was my quit anniversary. It was the one year of the last day uh, that I worked for an organization. And I did a whole podcast episode on leaving that organization. It was very toxic. Um, I did not have a great experience there for most of the time that I was there. And I do a whole episode on, you know, on that experience and how I got out of it. But it's really been an adventurous one year. And I thought it would be a great time to really recap some of my biggest lessons that I've learned. Because I, I heard this on a business podcast a couple weeks ago that entrepreneurship really is the deepest self-work that you'll be forced to do. And I really believe that, right? It really, you no longer have the quote unquote protections, the, you know, the safety, the security necessarily of uh, an organization. And that, again, that's not always a good thing, right? And if you listen to my uh, episode on leaving my toxic work environment, you'll hear why. But, you know, there's a lot of 
work that comes along with being an entrepreneur, not just the actual physical hard work of you know doing your new day-to-day job, but also all of that internal work that comes up around you know being good enough and you know cre- you know creating content that people want to hear and creating a community and all of those things. So I want to go through some of the biggest lessons that I've learned, and this these are applicable not only if you're an entrepreneur. So I don't want you to think that this is just like, oh, I'm an entrepreneur and these will only be, you know, applicable, you know, if I'm an entrepreneur as well. No, this really is something to think about uh, for really every stage of our lives, whether you're in a, a role right now, you want to transition to being an entrepreneur, maybe one day you want to be an entrepreneur, uh, you are you know, thinking about leaving your job, whatever it may be, uh, even if you're happy in your current role, the lessons that I've learned over the last year can be applicable to any situation. So the first one I want to talk about is the, the big le- one of the biggest lessons I learned was that it takes time to transition out of a toxic work environment mentally, right? A lot of people from the outside looking in, especially if you haven't been in a real toxic work environment before, you think it's just like, boop, like turn the light switch off, right? You're out of there. Okay, you know, here you are. You're in a whole new environment. Yay, like congratulations. But there really truly is a lot of PTSD, and I'm not saying that lightly uh, at all, but a lot of PTSD that comes from working in a toxic work environment. And again, I did that whole podcast episode to give you an, a, an idea of my journey working in one and how I got out. But it's not a light switch, right? It doesn't just go from on to off and all of a sudden now you're out of that environment mentally. It's not a light switch. It's a very, very, very slow dimmer, right? So there's a lot of reconditioning to do with yourself when you transition out of working in a toxic work environment. And this is why it was incredibly helpful for me to have a coach to help guide me through some of those moments, right? And the biggest lesson that I learned from here was to really, really give myself grace and start to be aware of some of the triggers in my new work, right? So what was I doing you know, as as I was moving along, things, you know, different things would trigger me. And I really had to dive deep. And again, this is why I talk about entrepreneurship being a really, you know, self-reflecting, the big some of the biggest self-reflections you'll do. Cause I had to dive deep into why something was triggering me. And it really took that time for me to tr- I would say it it took almost a full year. <laughs> Probably a good, I would say in the last couple months, I've really let a lot of it go. Um, but so I'd say, let's say like at least 10 months to really let it go. And I I was having a lot of anger and hostility and you know, just having so many feelings around my past work environment, my past company, even though I wasn't there anymore. So just know that you need to give yourself some grace. Uh, that was the biggest lesson they learned that it wasn't a light switch. I didn't just leave and all of a sudden felt 100 times better. I felt better. Don't get me wrong. But it took time for me to really adjust to not being in that environment. It's like any relationship, any toxic relationship you get out of, it takes time for you to learn to trust again. And that's exactly what it did for me. So that was the first lesson. The second lesson I learned was how important time boundaries were. I say boundaries in general, but more specifically for me, time boundaries. And this was really hard. And I'll be honest, it's one that's still pretty much in a work in progress. Like I'm working towards it every single day, as I am most things. But when I first started my business, 
And until very recently, I was available 24-7 to my coaching and consulting clients. I felt like I always had to be on, right? If I wasn't on, I'd be you know, annoying someone or missing an important message or losing a client, right? Going back now to that PTSD, right? From point one of always feeling like on and someone's watching you and you have to be there, right? So go back and listen to that episode and you'll hear that. But one of the most important things that I did early on, and my coach really helped me with this, was set very specific time boundaries. And I started with just one, right? It's, it's in, um, if you've ever read Atomic Habits, kind of a similar uh, concept, where as rather than saying, I'm going to set all of these boundaries and I'm going to set them starting right now, right? I got very, very clear on the boundaries I wanted to set, but was very incremental in in implementing them. So for example, I started with my first one, which is I don't work before 10 a.m. Central time. So that that was it. And for a month, two months, that was my time boundary. I just didn't work before 10 a.m. Monday through Friday. I never really wanted, never really worked on the weekends, um, but was very clear on that. Once that was a, a habit for me of never working until 10 a.m., then I started adding on that Mondays would be the day that I focused on all of my CEO duties. So accounting and content and recording podcasts, right? Doing all of those things for my business that I need to keep do to keep my business running. And so I did that for a while. So now I wasn't working until 10 a.m. and Mondays were my CEO days. Then I added Fridays being a half day. Now I don't work on Fridays at all. Wednesdays being a self-development day and Tuesdays, Tuesdays and Thursdays being my client calls and client work days, right? So all of that ended up was incremental and I'm still working on that right now. I still have some client calls spread throughout, uh, you know, other days, specifically Wednesday as well. So I'm working towards these, right? And these boundaries keep me accountable as well as help to create a space between my work and my life. So I know exactly kind of what I'm going to be working on every single day without being so, so, so structured. I do not work in a like very, very, very structured way. (laughs) I have to have some fluidity to my days. But knowing a kind of a rough boundary, right, of what today's day is going to be about, then I can get very clear on what I want to do each day to move forward with my goals. But time boundaries. And again, this is not just if you're an entrepreneur, if you, everyone needs time boundaries in, in every facet and aspect of our lives. So really getting clear on what are the time boundaries you want to have and implementing them incrementally. It's a lot of I words. All right. So the third lesson, I would say probably the hardest lesson in many ways, but it was the hardest lesson, but the quickest lesson to learn is that not everyone will support you, especially in the beginning. Right, so anytime you make a change, especially if you're becoming an entrepreneur, not everyone's going to support you. Uh, and people that you thought might support you aren't showing up. People who you know you had a feeling weren't going to support you are definitely not supporting you. Right? To quote Taylor Swift, right, haters gonna hate, hate, hate. And it's true. Right? Early on, and now way more fre- frequently, I was targeted for a plethora of things. My age, my experience, like the name of my company, like that's caused insane controversy on Reddit, like relax. Uh, But my coach said something to me that was so impactful, which was the more success you have, the more you'll trigger other people. And I started to realize, wow, this actually has nothing to do with me. And that's a lesson to think about just in life, right? If someone's not supporting you, if someone is bad mouthing you or talking shit about you or judging you, that literally has absolutely nothing to do with you and everything to do with them. That is such a them problem. 
And it made me realize, wow, that, like something I did is triggering for them. That's that's a them problem. I can't I can't help that. They're going to have to focus and, and heal their own triggers. And if I'm such a trigger for them, they should stop following me, right? So really, really thinking about the more success you have, just in general and in life, the more positive you are, right? The more people are going to be triggered by you. That's the reality of the fact. And so this is why having a very strong mission, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you are not an entrepreneur, but having that really strong mission uh, internally and being intentional, right, about who you attract. So for me, I have a very strong mission. I'm very intentional about who I attract into my community. And it's very, very, very important to me. And I always get really emotional, probably emotional right now, uh, thinking about how aligned my clients are. You know, it's one of the things I'm so deeply grateful for that every time I get a new client coming into any of my programs, I'm like, oh my gosh, like we we have such an alignment in values and and mission and purpose. And it's because I really focus on my mission. And, and it's interesting because my clients are so diverse. They have such diverse backgrounds, education levels, life experiences, ages, right? But when I get feedback from them that the work that we're doing is impacting their lives for the better, right? I forget those haters even exist. And so it's really think like going back, and I'm going to talk in a second about you know, your mission, but it, it's really important to have a very clear why about what it is that you're doing. And I think the next couple of points, the next two points will really go into why that's so important. But when you have that clear why, that clear mission, when you have those haters, it's much easier to be able to say, I'm living in my truth. I'm living in my mission. And obviously I'm triggering someone else because they're not living in theirs. And so I start to actually feel sympathy for people who are like that. And again, I've had some nasty people and there's a block button on everything. You can block anyone from everything in your life. Uh, and that's the reality there. So not everyone's going to support you, especially in the beginning. Haters are going to hate. But that actually means it has nothing to do with you whatsoever. So I have two more points. And this one I feel will resonate with a lot of you. Is that you can have both confidence and feel like an imposter. And I think a lot of people look at me and think I have a ton of confidence. And I will say, I do. I am very, very, very confident in the expertise that I have and the mission that I have. But it does not mean that I do not have imposter moments often. And I think a lot of people think it's one or the other, right? It's not. Both can live together. Uh, there's been times when I've had great confidence and times when I felt like an imposter. And one of my friends, Priya Soda, just talked about this, you know, on her Instagram of you know, really being able to help people with their confidence and also having imposter syndrome here and there. It's it's natural. But what's what I do have confidence in, right, is an unwavering commitment to, right, and confidence in my mission. So no matter what, even if I feel like the biggest imposter in the moment, I go back to my why, my mission, which is to help purpose-driven people find, land, create, grow, and love the career of their dreams. So even on the days where I'm having the biggest imposter moment, that's what my friend Lisa Filia calls it. Uh, it's an imposter moment, not a syndrome. Uh, I actually have a podcast coming out with her soon. Uh, staying confident is my Staying confident in my mission is what pushes me through. So just know if you are struggling with feeling like an imposter, 
go back to that why. Go back to that mission. You know, why are you here on this planet, on this earth? What fuels you from day to day? And that's every time I have those imposter moments, I just go back. I go back to my why. I go back to my goal. I go back to my mission. And I also keep what I call a kudos folder, you know, a confidence collection, essentially, right, where I have testimonials from past clients and you know, screenshots of things people have written about me, where on those days where I'm feeling like an imposter, I can go back and read those and say, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, imposter moment, right? You're not true. Here is the truth written in black and white. It's a little, little tip there. All right. The last thing I want to talk about, the biggest lesson that I learned, that I continuously learn, and that probably is the lesson that drives me every single day, is that this life is for living. I had John Hinchliffe on the show a few months back, and he said those words to me. And I ended up calling the whole episode that. And it's resonated with me ever since. I'm reading a book right now called uh, Content Inc. I actually started it this morning and already read through three chapters. And in it, the author quotes Steve Jobs and says, if today were the last day of your life, would you want to do what you are about to do today? If today were the last day of your life, would you want to do what you are about to do today? The biggest lesson I have learned from one year working for myself is that our time on this planet is so finite. It's so finite. And I have seen people practically kill themselves in their careers, at their jobs, working for people who don't respect them, who don't value them. And it breaks my heart. I was that person too. I spent many, many, many years not living my life. And so I'm really dedicated. That's why that's when I talk about purpose-driven people and why they're a big part of my mission. It's because I want to help people live a purposeful life. And I know a lot of people can't leave today. I know a lot of people can't start a business today. Right? There's, a lot of, there's a lot of work that goes into it. And there's a lot of privilege around a lot of the things that I'm saying too. I'm very hyper aware of that. But what you can do today is you can set a goal. You can make a decision today. You can start today. You can journal today. Right? You can visualize today what you want your life to look like. Now, this is something I actually had... Uh, my group coaching clients doing and my career coaching, we're talking about salaries and how to figure out what your value is. And one of the exercises I have them do is to basically write out the budget they wish they had, right? Budget, budget for the life that you wish you had, whether that includes a new car, if that includes taking your child on a vacation, right? If that includes a yacht, I don't care, right? But get really, really clear on that. And so you can do that today. You can start to think about your future and what life, what living life would really, really look like for you. You know, it's it's all about, to kind of wrap it up, right? Working, working towards a better future. It doesn't happen, it doesn't happen in an instant, right? You don't go from 
zero to a hundred million in sales overnight. You don't go from zero to all of a sudden, you know, being free of a toxic work environment. But it's about work every day, working towards a better future for yourself and for your family. I'm going to post this separately on LinkedIn, but you know, I had a client who wrote in our group, our group chat last night for our career coaching and talked about how her six, I'm like going to get emotional talking about this, but how her 16 year old has been watching her go through her go through this process of finding a purpose-driven career where she's utilizing her skills and her interests and finding a company that really values her. And her 16-year-old has been watching and yesterday told this client of mine how proud they were of her. Your your family's watching, your kids are watching, your friends are watching, people are watching, right? And now is the time to really think about what your life would look like if you really lived it. All right. So now that I'm tearing up, I'm going to end end the show. Oh, and I really hope that this resonated with you all today. And again, it's not just about becoming an entrepreneur. That's not the answer to everything and everyone's problems. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, but it really is about looking at these things, right? So knowing that it takes time if you're in a toxic work environment, it takes time to get out of that mentally. Setting those time boundaries, being okay with not everyone supporting you and knowing it has nothing to do with you, honoring that you can have both confidence and feel like an imposter in a moment, and really, really considering what your life would look like if you really, really lived it. So I hope it all resonated with you. I can't wait to see you all next week. Feel free to let me know what you took away from this episode. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If it resonated with you in any way, please let me know by subscribing, liking, and leaving a review. I'd love to hear from you on how you're using these tools as well as what you want to hear more of. So connect with me on LinkedIn at Sarah Canistra, send me a DM, or email me at hello at theovernighttrainer.com. I can't wait to hear from you. And until next week, stay learning.